Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer, we look back at the amazing ladder match between Sammy Guevara and Cody Rhodes to start off Dynamite last night. And we don't talk about the finish because nothing is finished between Trevor Murdoch and Matt Cardona. You heard Matt Cardona's take on the NWA and your NWA heavyweight champion. We'll get the champ's take, Trevor Murdoch, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Tommy, let's dive in to that ladder match that started off the show last night. Um, you know, Cody Rhodes, Sammy Guevara, you know, your TNT champion, your interim TNT champion to unify those two titles. One hell of a match to start off Dynamite last night. Man, it was everything that you would want in a ladder match. The beginning of the match told such a great story. And from the wrestling aspect uh it wasn't let's just dive to go get those ladders there was times where i know my opponent is weak or i know my opponent is um not capable of getting this ladder they told a nice little story of that to get the ladders and then the spots that they did were great to insane and then other parts that i really really do like and appreciate when the ladder gets set up in the corner and then we forget about it and then we bring it back they with the with the swanton uh off the ladder sammy man sammy is a star and he had a star performance cody uh though super young still had a very very like sean michaels uh razor ramon Esque feel to that ladder match and that's always the the ladder match uh the 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 staple benchmark ladder match we've seen bigger and better but it was the one that we always go to they told an amazing story and and i gotta put over like sammy taking these moments and looking at the camera and pausing before he does this big swanton off the ladder and the 
I got to tell you, there was the, the one thing that blew my mind was the cutter from the ladder. Thank uh, you. That was that it, stood out probably more than anything else from last night was that cutter off the top of the ladder. Crazy. To toot my own horn, I was the first person to do a cutter off of a ladder. And when I did it, you have no clue the balance. And the higher I kept going, I was like, what am I doing? And I had to turn to it. And then I realized my ass because we didn't practice stuff. My ass is kind of like keeping me off balance. And when it was time to go, it's, it's time to commit. And myself, just incredible. I hit it place exploded. I wanted to go higher, but when I went up there and when I just to turn on a ladder is so hard to do. And I know this isn't normal and I don't recommend anybody doing it, but if you set up a ladder in your backyard, just try to turn around on that ladder. It's really hard to do. And then you're also doing it in a ring that's somewhat moving. Oh yeah, by the way, there's another person's body that's causing it to move. There's a referee. There's all these little things that the slightest movement, the slightest differential movement can throw everybody off. And when he, not only, he hopped up on the ladder to the top rung. Do you know what balance that takes? And precision. It, you you have to have like this amazing balance where if you were to put two dimes on that ladder or even one dime, you'd have to hit those dimes perfect with your feet. And then to spring off a ladder. Because most of the times, if you ever see if a ladder is falling, the ladder kicks out. And I don't care if a referee's holding the ladder, or if the referee's not holding that ladder. No one is strong enough, not even the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, to hold a ladder kicking out with momentum pushing it. You can't do it because it's top heavy as it kicks out. And Cody, not only, I mean, and it was perfect. It was perfect execution on everything that they did. And that's being seasoned pros. That's also working together. That's trusting each other. Cody taking that bump was insane because as soon as he grabbed them, they fell in unison because like I said, if it's not, it's margin for error. And you don't know how I just found out because I'm having some spinal issues, how close it comes for you to break your neck, become paralyzed and or die. And it's not snapping my neck this way, putting my, that's why we always say tuck your chin, but put, I'm putting my chin to my chest the other way. If you bend your head back where the back of your head touches your shoulders, you have no clue how easy it is to end your life. And that was hit to perfection. Then they followed up with Cody's finish off the ladder, which next level. And that superplex that Cody did that. And then the, taking that swanton. And ladies and gentlemen, I have to tell you, I, I realized, because I you know always say this, in ECW, we used aluminum ladders, still very, very sturdy. I would get joy in breaking them. These ladders that have been found in, in WWE, and I, they're the same ladders that are being used in AEW, are steel. You have no clue how much they hurt. And normally, what doesn't bend? It's steel. You, if you go back and you look at, 
I want to say it was Jeff Hardy edge. He took it in and that ladder cracked. When you can crack steel, do you understand the amount of force? And this is science. It's weight, velocity. When that hits and that did not budge, that is full on your chest and your stomach and poor uh, Sammy for your shoulders. It knocks every ounce of air you have in your body is gone. There's no give. The best part about it is when you land and you have that moment of, okay, I'm still alive. But it's it takes everything you have out of you. Um, I, I don't know if the best way to describe it is getting the wind knocked out of you. When you get the wind knocked out of you, your eyes tear up, your nose starts to run, and you're grasping for air. It's like, <gasps> or if anyone has ever had the displeasure of having an airbag open up in a car accident, it's that other jarring, holy cow, and it just takes you next level. Now imagine that you're doing it on television. Now that you're imagined doing it, this is one of many more things that we're going to keep on doing. You have no... That's why I love this show and I love the nation and I love the audience because it's it's high risk, but then it's also high reward for for ratings. But for that for that adulation of the crowd, it, it's what we all work for. It, it's what you're acknowledging our work in football. I'm a quarterback. I'm throwing this beautiful pass and my wide receiver catches it. Touchdown. A place goes crazy. This is what wrestlers go out there and do to make you guys feel that crazy and you got to witness it firsthand and that crowd was perfect for that match unbelievable performance by both men uh by the way tommy great way of explaining what we watched last night because it is those small things that i think a lot of fans don't get to see and you're right just when you're explaining about the ladder and like doing that cutter off the ladder or the crossroads off the ladder where you know that you're going to lose that ladder from under your feet, which is exactly what happened. If you go back and watch that crossroads, both ladders, and Paul Turner, I, I'm sure, is doing his best, you know, around those structures. But you saw both ladders just fall. Like, that. you, you know, you're going to lose your grip. And you said it. It could just be inches. And when you – and and kudos – and there's a lot of kudos that go around. Obviously, to Cody and to Sammy Guevara in the ring. But the production staff, after that cutter, they quickly pan to the crowd. And you see somebody saying, like, you just see the words, that was insane. You see it mouthed from one of the fans. Like, that was perfect timing. Um, you heard it. Kelly played the sound coming back from break. Uh, Jim Ross, again, nobody does a call to me better than Jim Ross and Jim, you know, Jim Ross's call at the end of that ladder match. It, it is perfect storytelling, the physicality that's going on in the ring and the risk that's going on in the ring to the production, the camera angles to the, to the commentary of Shivani Excalibur and Jim Ross, perfect synergy just to open up dynamite in that ladder match last night. Absolutely. Uh, and I had to say that that time, a great call when I saw it, because again, I personally hate when referees move stuff. I like the carnage. I like the ring full of everything. Plus, Hey, I may need that when the ladder, when both guys were hanging and the referee moved the ladder, 
both guys made commentary about it because it's not really the referee's job to do it. But he was like, hey, it's safe for the safety. Hey, great that we have two referees. I also got to tell you about two other quick uh, things. The risk, one of the hardest bumps to take when you come off of a ladder is when you get slingshot on that rope. When I tell you, Dave, New Jack, used to, it's called the hot shot, Eddie Gilbert's old move. Yeah. When you drape your both your armpits forward on a, on a steel cable, you have no clue how that hurts. I saw Sammy grabbing at it. It's so easy to tear your bicep, tear your pec. And from that height, I remember taking it and both my under my armpits the next day, I was moving like I'm trying to hug people or like I'm trying to be like uh, um, the mummy because I couldn't move my arms. And that's from underneath taking in your armpits. And the other, everything we you're trained to do in professional wrestling is different from what you're told to do in life. Hey, if you're going to fall forward, put your hands up, not in wrestling. Hey, if you're going to fall backwards, don't do that. We do that all the time. The height that Cody, even for the finish, took the belt to the head, and it's the old Nesty plunge bump. You remember the commercial, David? Yep. A person put their arms out and fell back into the pool. Okay, well, in professional wrestling, we take that water out of that pool. Or, you know, when you're so tired, you just want to flop back onto your bed. And that's what, about five, five to six feet. Imagine if someone moved the bed out of the way. That's that bump that Cody took from probably seven, eight feet. Think about that. And that's the finish. And we always say people always remember the finish. And that's a great beauty shot of Sammy winning both titles. But think about that guy who had a fall all that way. I don't know people who would have the balls to even do that. And that's why I say Cody's a great performer as well. Both guys off the charts. And Tommy, speaking of Cody, you still saw the, you know, the, the effects of the burns on his back from when he went through that flaming table last night. You know, we haven't seen a lot, a lot of Cody since then. And, you know, Sammy's chest and his back, like I would have to thank Tommy that both those guys are, are hurting this morning after what we saw last night. No doubt. You're super sore. Like I said, I took a hot shot from new Jack and I remember I couldn't really feel my underneath my arms and I had to wrestle the next day. And I was, I remember putting like either like icy hot or even back in the day was hot stuff just so I could get movement in my arms because I have to perform and I'm not, I wasn't orange Cassidy good where I could work without my arms. So, but the the reward sammy is the champion he is a a rising pillar i can't even say rising the guy's almost a made man already and just i mean he's good looking got a good body got the title uh he's someone that you'd want to invest in and that didn't i wouldn't have said that earlier on he was just a sidekick he really was to jericho and and, you know we're, we're talking about this company uh, Orange Cassidy, a gimmick. Think of all the people that Orange Cassidy has worked. He's a star. And the same with Sammy. And it's performances like that that get you to that next level. And then you could carry a promo. You can carry, you know, when he was just Jericho's sidekick, he was, that's it. But he answered the call. It's any opportunity that has been given to him, the kid rose with it. So he deserves it.
Yeah, kudos to both Sammy Guevara, your true TNT champion, and of course, Cody Rhodes. Hey, everybody, this is Lindsay Rhodes. And with the NFL playoffs underway, what better time than now to check out my podcast, The NFL Road Show? We're going to break down the biggest games, key players, every angle in between with guests that go past the low-hanging fruit and get to what you really need to know. We'll have new episodes every Monday and Thursday all the way through Super Bowl 56 in my hometown of Los Angeles. So please subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app included with most subscriptions. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Tommy, we just heard from uh, Matt Cardona talking about the NWA and talking about that it's a little bit too much nostalgia and the problems with the NWA. Do you agree or disagree with what Matt Cardona had to say about the NWA? Uh, that's a hard question to ask me. And I'm able to retort whatever Matt Cardona says, but this isn't my interview time. It's Trevor Murdoch's interview time. For nostalgia, yes, there's a place for it, but then you have to adapt and move forward. The biggest part it's of how somebody views their, what they want their product to be seen. And there's people that love it and there's people that hate it. It's what 
someone's vision is, and that vision is Billy Corrigan, as well as his champion, Trevor Murdoch. Yeah, and we, we welcome in Trevor Murdoch right now. Trevor, uh, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Champ, thanks for uh, taking the time and joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. I, uh, I'm glad I'm at least here for this one. I felt like Tuesday I was put on wrestler's court and shit. I didn't even get an invite. Well, I mean, well, I mean, unlike Matt Cardona looking over oh. your right shoulder, I see the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Now, now, Matt talked a lot. He talked, and, and and I'm sure you heard the interview. Him and I went back and forth about the NWA. You know, well, he hit the NWA you did, back. You did everything but get on your knees and grab it with both hands with Cordonia. Well, first I of mean, all, his, his name now. is Cordonia. I, I don't care. Uh, uh, and second of all, I take, a, I take offense to what you're saying because that is completely not true. I did go back uh, at him. I did go back. Wait, hold on. I, and you're the champ, so no disrespect, because you are the champion. Well, you hold that championship title. But I, I, there were some things that Matt Cardona said that I was upset about. But there were some things that Mark, Matt Cardona said that were there were some some truth. Now, I want to get your reaction because obviously after we had him on, I didn't think he was going to go there, but we had to get you on as the champion to be able to, to come back at him. Uh, if, if it's okay, Gabby, can you play some sound from the interview uh, for the NWA champ? Here we go. Please. Trevor Murdoch is a guy who, when I first got to WWE, treated me like shit. You know, know. he was one of the boys in the dressing room, right? I was this timeout, uh, timeout, timeout. Legit? Legit. Wow. Legit. You know, he was one of the cool guys in, in the dressing room, right? Caden uh, Murdoch. Didn't like having to work the major brothers uh, on dark matches, you know? Didn't like that. So now, all these years later, you know, I think my success has been my revenge. And, and I'm happy for Trevor now. He, he, he's come back, you know, he, he's wrestling, you know, his son gets to see him wrestle. That's great. That's great. But th this story is over for Trevor. He got his title, right? He, he has the picture of him in the Harley gear with the title. That's great. It's over, Trevor. We need a real champion in NWA. Someone who's going to bring some credibility to the title, some buzz, some attention. Like I said, the guy's not even verified. The guy's not even fucking verified. All right. So, so Trevor. Now, Matt, I got to see if you got – we got to explain it from Matt Cardona's perspective. He's looking at the NWA as a whole. He's the kind of guy he has got over a million followers. He's very – He's very passionate about social media and going out there and promoting himself. And then he sees somebody like a Trevor Murdoch who doesn't have a lot of uh, Twitter followers, who do isn't, isn't active on social media. So what's your reaction to what Matt had to say on the show? Well, when it comes to the Twitter followers or the social media shit, like I'll be honest with you, I wasn't pushing the social media shit before I won the title. And I sure as hell ain't going to push it afterwards. It's no offense. I'm not changing. I'm not changing for a guy who's just come in randomly to a company and decides to tell me exactly what I need to do to fix everything. Tommy, I got a question for you, Biggin. When you were in ECW, how many people came in and told you they knew how to do it better? They know how to, you needed to change this. You needed to change that. They had no idea the vision, the product the 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 show that you're trying to create but everybody and their brother knew how the fuck to fix it and how to make it better 
I remember being told I would be in a wheelchair by the time I was 28 for the things that I was doing. And ECW was garbage wrestling and ECW was this. And then when it changed the landscape of the business, as well as it, uh, it became one of the hottest wrestling promotions. Everyone wanted to be in it. Well, and and see, that's my, my point right there. Matt is an attention whore. He'll hop from company to company to take whatever he can to get over the most possible and then leave. For the last two and a half years, almost three years, I've dedicated my life to one company. I've promoted one company. I've spoken, represented one company because I believe in, I believe in their ideas. I believe in their vision. And I sure as hell believe in the people that are running this company and the boys that are working their ass off to put on a different product for the NWA and for the fans. Well, I also agree with, and I was saying that before, it's somebody else's vision. And if you're in tune with that vision and you believe in that vision, you, you're happy. I turned down WCW three times, turned down WWE because I was happy being in ECW. And if ECW was still around, I'd probably still be there. And well, I'll, I'll go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's it just, I see... I see your point and, and behind you 1000%. And this isn't like Tommy Dreamer babyface talking to Trevor Murdoch. I'm friends with you. I'm friends with Matt too. When he says things like uh, it's nostalgia, it's old. I literally would go back and his GCW match. I was like, you were the biggest throwback to ECW that entire match that I ever saw. It was almost like copycat. And I get that what you're doing, but yes, it wasn't that original. So I would negate you with that for you. Why should you change? You are on the top and you're part of a, you're on the ground floor of that a company that's growing. Dave LaGreca is probably the biggest supporter of the NWA. And as many fans as you'll see, you know, we debate about wrestling every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you'll have as many fans I've seen, like they don't have entrance music. I love that. It reminds me of when I watched wrestling back in the day. And it's the sense of old school values with new school players. It's, it works. It works. And that's kind of, I feel Billy's vision. No, that's exactly what we're trying to shoot for. Um, we're not trying to be like everybody else. We're not trying to blend in. We're not trying to copycat. We are trying to be in our own lane. And for a guy like Matt to come in and just blatantly come in and then tell everybody with a smile on his face, no offense, but you suck. No offense, but I, I don't like what you guys do. Like I, I get offended. I get pissed off with that shit because I'm proud of what we do. I'm proud of the product we provide. And it may be, and it is different from everybody else. But who is this asshole to come in here and go on the number one pro wrestling podcast and go out and bury me and tell me, tell everybody in the world that I'm not shit? Just like that stupid ass story about I was mean to him. I was mean to him in WWE. He forgot to tell you the other half of that story was the fact that Kate and I asked to work with him because there were no tag teams. And the reason why they were he was mad and said I was mean to him was because Trevor didn't Trevor and Lance didn't want to do the finish that they had brought up okay and it didn't fit the storyline we were already in an angle with the Hardys about to win the tag titles but we offered to put them over because we had no teams to work after the Hardys 
but it's it's okay for Matt to come on here and, and say a five second soundbite and everybody think I'm the meanest guy in the world. Well, I was going to address that as well. Um, you know, that was a time where I was in the company and you're also, you're, and he knows this too. There's times where you're a much different person from where you are when you're in, in the environment you're in and where you are in your life as opposed to years later. And it wasn't like, but it's also guys coming in. I don't want to say taking a spot, but you just gave the other backstory to why that happened. And everyone, you know, you can't, there's two sides to every story. And this is a big reason why Dave wanted to have you on the show is because, so you can defend yourself from what <laughs> was, yeah, in his mind, oh, they were mean to us or they, we were the up and comers. They didn't want to do business with us. You just said that you wanted to do business with them. And the reason why, <clears throat> because of A, B, and C, but people take different things without the knowledge behind them. Well, and it's, it's also like the fact about the Twitter followers and stuff. Matt, I, man, I, I commend you for all the effort that you have put into your social media and have grown it to the large number that it has. Now, if we want to throw out examples, my boss, Billy Corrigan, he doesn't have, Matt, or Corrigan doesn't have as many followers as, as Cordona. Does that make him cooler than my boss, the fucking rock star who sells out stadiums every time he steps into a building? Like, it, it translates in different shit. I've got a whole social media department that does that for me. That's not my focus. Social media is not my focus. You can always just respond back and say, well, Twitter really isn't a real place, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> well, that's, bro, well, we could have that debate, yes, uh, and it would, it'd be longer than this, this podcast. For sure. It's a great way for him to market himself, and he does do a fascinating job of, and he was the first, I'll put him over, he was yeah. the first to get himself over on social media you know, before the show we're talking about Dan Housen and I don't understand Dan Housen, never seen him wrestle. Don't anything know. And everyone's telling me these great things about him. I look forward to seeing him, but he got over on the internet. That's what Matt Cardona did. Matt Cardona got over in spite of the WWE. And because he was, he was at wits end. You've been at wits end too. And you just went out there and worked hard and you, you kind of disappeared but you still kept your wrestling. Uh, and, and I stepped out of the spotlight, Tommy. You know as well as I do, there are shows out there that you can go work, and there's just not as much attention to them. And at that point in my life, I wasn't looking for the spotlight. I just love pro wrestling. I just want to be a part of pro wrestling. And it was part of it was godly intervention that met with you know me and Nick and at Harley's funeral that brought me back into the spotlight. But see, that's the thing. Like, I've never quit. While Matt Cordona was trying to figure out for the last 10 and a half years how to get a 70-year-old man to love him, I was out traveling the world, hitting Japan, India, and wrestling and doing what I love. But this guy, again, comes in and wants to bury me on everything and wants to, wants to talk shit about a company that's got 73 years of heritage. He's not only going out here talking shit about me, but he's talking shit about Harley. He's talking shit about Ric Flair. He's talking shit about Gold Cabana. He's talking shit about Nick Aldis. We have the most prestigious world title in this business, and I'm carrying it. That's the validation I need. That's all I need. And Matt needs to realize that. 
And it's also something that you're near and dear to your heart. It's something that you blood, sweat, and tears for. And it's something that somebody gave you an opportunity and you kick that door down and you carry that ball. And now you're carrying the company. Same with Nick Aldis. Uh, I know Nick very, very well, just like you. Nick could be more prouder of the stuff that he does in the NWA. And he was walking around life. I'm the NWA champion. And it's proud about that. I wore still to this day, I was the heart and soul of a company. And still to this day, people will be like, oh, Sting was WCW. The Undertaker was WWE. Tommy Dreamer was ECW. That is as real as real can get for me. And I know that means something from you because of the dues that you paid. And more importantly, because the guy who trained you, I know your story and a lot of people do, but for those who don't, that's what he's saying. I feel about social media and having that prowess. I'm sure Billy Corrigan would love to have all these people. I mean, that interview put a big spotlight on it, but not always for the positive. Right. Um, and then it's going to be like, okay, dude, what happens when I just punch you straight in your face? And when he talked about being uh, original and all that stuff, I was like, dude, how many of your T-shirts did you just rip off from uh, ECW? I feel I should get a re residual for half the stuff that he, uh, he puts out there because I created them all. But well, that, that's, fact, people like to alter history. I'm sorry. Continue. Yes. No, no. It's, well, and, you know, he liked to jump on. You know, I'm, I'm really glad that he compared me to Nick Aldis. Um, I'm, I have a lot of honor, and I have. I love Nick. Um, in my opinion, he's one of the best world champions in the modern era. Um, but it's hard to compare me against a guy whose last run was 1,044 days. It's hard to compare me to a guy who was got lucky enough to have his run pre-COVID. You know what I mean? I, I won this title in August in the middle of a pandemic. I am, I am taking that title wherever, ever I can to show everybody. I'm in my opinion, the world champion needs not only wrestle the big shows, but he needs to wrestle the little shows. I make sure my last show I did, um, I did in Florida two weeks ago. I made sure I stood in the ring and had a picture with every single fan in there because I felt like they deserve that. That's what I bring to me as the world champion. I'm not, I'm not untouchable. I want to go out there and meet the fans, talk to them, show them that this is, this is real. Whereas Cordona, again, I, I, revert, I revert back to him being an attention whore. Like he only jumps on what he can to get the most out of it. And then he's gone. He's got no dedication to anybody. He's got no love for anybody. It's all about himself. And that's, that's great. If he wants to live his life like that, that's fine. I choose to be different. I choose to represent a brand and a group of men and women that want to go out there and change the world. Uh, back in the day, we had a shirt called ECW. It's not for everyone. I think that you should uh, steal that, and that should be Trevor Murdoch. It's not for. If everyone. you're okay with that, can I at least get? I'll, I'll at least ask your permission, sir. Can I do that? I, I don't want absolutely. To be a absolutely. Just hop on every everybody else's bandwagon. He blows my mind because he he buries old school wrestling, but he does nothing. He he brings it out and is a part of it every time, just like the Mick Foley shirt. Like where, like what the. What, what did you get out of talking shit to Mick Foley? One of the, the toughest guys in our business, the guy that, that gave his body to the business, but your, 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 your way of thanking him is going out and saying, fuck you. But come on, man. Like, well, Mick disagreed with him on social media and that's, <laughs> that's the current age that we're living in. Let me ask you. Uh, I don't know when the next tapings are. 
uh, for the NWA. But uh, shit, I'll tell you. Power trip Saturday, February twelfth, Oak Grove, Kentucky. I got my little sheet I wrote down. I didn't want to didn't want to forget the promo. Well, uh, how are you going to handle it if you're seeing him in the locker room? You know what? It's <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna handle my business. I'm gonna be a professional. That's the thing. I represent not just myself. I re represent a whole company. I re represent an idea. So I'm gonna be a professional. But once that bell rings, once the bell rings. There's, you, you can't depend on two million Twitter followers. You're not going to be able to depend on some stupid-ass story that you only told half of. You can't whine and bitch and moan about standing across from the fat man that's about to whip your ass. You know what I mean? That's another thing, like, he, he jumped on. I mean, come on, man. You want to be original. Every, I got a mirror. I know what I look like, Tommy. Let's, let's do a little something different. Don't, don't bury me because of the way I look. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm going to get the one, two, three. And that's going to break his fucking heart because when he steps out of the ring and all the shit that he's been stirring up, he's going to realize that it meant nothing because I'm going to win. It's uh, I can, when you said that, I didn't know about the weight thing. When I can go back to from ECW, from ECW, I was old and I was fat to WWE. How many people that said they were going to end my career end because I'm out of shape. I'm this, and I'm I'm coming up on 51 years old and still actively working. And I was just like, if the the proverbial, if I had a dollar for every person that used that, it's the weakest promo to say because don't judge a book by its cover. Because I worked you when you were super lean. I worked you when you were heavy. When you were heavy, I couldn't keep up with you in the ring wind-wise, and you still had that same force with a good old punch to the mouth that stops anybody right in their tracks. That's, that's what it is, man. Like, I've, again, I, I said this at the beginning of the program. I'm not going to change. I am who I am. I'm not going to change for NWA. I'm not going to change for Matt. I'm not going to change for anybody. I am who I am, and that's the way, that's what got me here. So at the end of the day, Matt Cordona, if I said his name properly, I, I don't really give a shit. Can you beat me? When you talk all your shit to the Twitter followers, when you go to G, can you beat me? Because there's not going to be any light, light bulbs. There's not going to be any run-ins. There's not going to be any of this other outside bullshit. There's just going to be you, me, standing in a ring for the NWA World Heavyweight title. That's all there is. And when that happens, bro, I'm the one you gotta face. Nobody else, because there's not gonna be anybody there to help. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.